Our scripture this morning is from Isaiah chapter 40, the first five verses. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is the word of God for all of us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I mentioned uh, a couple of months ago how Susan and I traveled to the North Carolina mountains and uh, we wanted to see more leaf color so we got off the interstate at Highway 25 exit Corbin and made our way through the countryside into Cumberland Gap and then cross country as we say till we got back on the interstate and uh, as we drove that path that beautiful divided highway that you can just zip right down my mind went back to the 1990s when Susan and I would travel to Lake Junaluska, North Carolina that's our southeastern jurisdiction United Methodist campground um, and that's named for Chief Junaluska. It's a beautiful place Wayne, near Waynesville, North Carolina. Stop by there sometime. Ben and Mandy, is that you out there? My God. You ought to be in bed sleep, but thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I can't see for the lights after City of Bethlehem, and there you are. So uh, we appreciate, appreciate you all. You'll get some rest after this afternoon, right? Okay, bless your heart. But anyway, back to what I was saying, I get distracted these days. But anyway, as I drove that road, I remembered back in the 1990s, that road was pretty curvy. Now, I, love, I like country roads, but that road was pretty curvy, and you up and down and round and around, and certainly that was different. It was a beautiful two-lane road, but it was just that. It was still a two-lane road with traffic and all those kind of issues. And I could see as we drove that road a couple months ago, the old road, you could kind of say, oh, well, that's where, that used to go over there, and I was noticing all that. Uh, it's kind of like the road between Bowling Green and Scottsville. If you haven't been on that road, try that out sometime. Susan's people are from Scottsville. So it's the same way they cut a, they cut a road through, a straight road through, but I still like to kind of follow the creek and 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 see where everything was, and you can still see where the O road there is as well. Well, Isaiah, in this 40th chapter, cries out, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the highway, in the desert, a highway for our Lord. 
The people of Israel, the people of God, the Jewish nation, have always been a traveling, wandering people. God called Abraham and Sarah to leave their homeland and to follow out into the future, wherever God would lead, and that they did. Many roads, many paths, really wouldn't call them a highway, but many paths they were on. It was, I was researching, uh, i got to confess, Pastor Phil, I took one of your interpreter's Bibles home this week to study, since I was home more than usual. So in the interpreter's Bible, as I researched Isaiah 40, one Bible scholar said, the Jews left their bones on every highway of the world. And that really struck me. The Jews left their bones on every highway of the world. They left their bones in Egypt while they were captive there. They left their bones in Babylon while they were captive there. And yes, unfortunately, they left their bones in Eastern Europe in our own lifetime. We know about that. The Jews were journeying people. And today's passage from Isaiah, the Jews are getting ready to hit the road again. If you'll remember uh, from our history, the Babylonians came in and destroyed Jerusalem and destroyed the temple, the beautiful temple of God, and pretty well wiped it out. Then they literally marched hundreds, thousands of Jews out of that land to Babylon. Well, then the Babylonians finally got their due. King Cyrus of Persia comes along and takes them out. And the Jews celebrate and see that, oh, he's a servant of God because he has freed us. And King Cyrus set the people free so they could go back home to Jerusalem. And here we are in this passage today. After some 60 years of captivity in Babylon, they're getting to go home. They're finally getting to return to Jerusalem, their home city, to the temple. Even though it's mostly destroyed, still they are going home. Maybe you've seen many of the uh, segments on the news about the first anniversary of the tornado in Mayfield, Graves County, in Dawson Springs. I used to, as a kid, go to Dawson Springs. We'd have youth group trips to Dawson Springs, Lake, in Penny Rowell Lake, in uh, Muhlenberg County, in Bremen, all across. These television segments show people walking back through their communities, and boy, did that tornado ever level a path not through the desert, but right through their towns. But, but many of them, most of them, are back there rebuilding and going to stay right there. And that's what people of God do. And that's what the Jews were going home to do, to rebuild and to restore the temple and make things right again. And so Isaiah cries out, comfort Comfort ye my people. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and tell them that their warfare is ended. Their term is up. 
They paid for their sin and paid dearly. Lost their temple, lost their city, lost their homeland. The prophet Jeremiah and Isaiah tried to tell the people, you're turning away from the one true God. You're worshiping all these other idols. It'll be your downfall. And it was. But now God says to Isaiah, tell the people that they will be comforted and they will be restored. And oh, what good news that must have been to them. So it's time for them to hit the road again and go back home, journey back, make haste, make the way. And the way was prepared for them. The valleys were lifted up and the mountains brought low and the rough places were smoothed out. I, I like to think of it, as I mentioned in the first service, I'm going to say it again. And Marcus even said it in the benediction. You'll say it again, won't you? That's good. It's like a huge spiritual bulldozer is plowing their way home. No seas to cross, no rivers to divide. It's just going to be smooth sailing back home, the path of God. They had things straightened out with God again. And now they get to go home in peace and harmony. Well, this morning as we continue to prepare for Christmas, the birth of Christ, there are some questions that need to be asked that God had asked of the people back then in like 500-something B.C. And the questions are kind of like this. How do we prepare the way of the Lord this year? How do we ask God to make straight the path of God in our hearts and in our lives. What needs to be straightened out in my life? And don't go thinking, oh, I'm, I'm just fine, thank you. <laughs> Nothing in my life needs straightening about or prayed about. Oh, no, we all got, we all have something, right? A little something here and there. What rough places in my life need to be smoothed out? What valleys need to be lifted up? What hills, what's uneven that needs to be brought low? What, habit, what habits do I need to break? What parts of my daily schedule need to be straightened out? How can I make time for God? In this busy, busy time of the year, how can I make time for God? Now, it's just, as we have one more candle lighted, it's just two weeks from today, folks. So we, if we haven't got this done, we need to be praying about it and getting it done. <laughs> I know we got chopping on our list and baking and cooking on our list and lots of things like that. And we need to have on our list, how can we make sure everything is straightened out with God in my life? Now, I don't mean to stress you out with all the things that are going on, but it's an important question to ask. How can we find the path of God of love and forgiveness sweeping through our lives and leading us back home with God. You know, this time of the year, a lot of people come back to church. Yay. A lot of people will come to Christmas services. Thank goodness. Maybe we can get our family and friends here with us. 
Maybe we can invite somebody else to come join in the joy of Christmas. Yes, there's a lot of preparing still yet to do and not much time left as the candles flicker. And over the next few weeks, there will be, there will be a lot more opportunities to worship, to study, to pray, to be together, to seek God, and to make time for God in this season of the year. It's the birthday of God's Son, for God's sake. Surely we can make time to be at church to worship Him. Don't mean to be too dramatic, but that's just the way it is. It's the birthday of Jesus, the Son of God. And as God's people, let's make time to worship Him and to make sure He's in our hearts this day and every day. So the people of Israel journeyed back home. They were happy, they were rejoicing, and may we come rejoicing back home this season as well as we feel the love of God sweeping over us and we feel his pathway into our inner core and being. Let us pray. Holy God, as we remember our faith history, the history of your people, our people, our ancestors of the faith. We know about their struggles, we know about their sins, and we know about our own as well. Use this next few weeks as a time of spiritual preparation that we might straighten out some things, level out some things, carve out some time for you and for others. And help us to share the love, the love we feel. Help us to share it with others. In your name we pray. Amen.